Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Really, Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley-oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KD! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome back to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, uh, sitting alongside my co-host, Doug West. Doug, we haven't talked since before the season started. A a lot has happened since then, but before we get into that, I know you have been cheering for your uh, Phillies in the playoffs (laughs) here. Um, That's that's over with. How uh, how are you feeling (laughs) baseball-wise before we talk about the the best sport in the world uh you know baseball wise it was uh, uh um definitely a great run um unexpected run um you know i was we were joking um a few weeks ago you you heard people talking about you know please don't make the playoffs lose lose you know the the playing you know that first playing game that three that three series that three game series and then the phillies just all of a sudden got hot um the city got behind them um I was at games. Uh, I was at a few, few games in the first two rounds, and then the World Series. I was at games three, four, and five. So it was so crazy in there, and to be able to make it three days, uh, it, it, it was a rough one. It was a rough one. Um, but you know, they 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 did their thing. Uh, did a lot better than a lot of people expected. Unfortunately, they weren't able to hold off a very strong Houston team. I mean, Houston's been there for the last you know back, knocking on the door. For the last three years, one in 2017. So, you know, they, they've been right there. Um, all in all, a great weekend. Um, you know, great time for the city. Uh, great time for the players. Uh, it's it kind of crazy because, like, the Phillies were not good. They fired their manager, right, like halfway through the year? They fired their manager halfway through the season. Uh, Joe Girardi got fired. They brought in Rob Thompson. And, uh, you know, he just – Got the pulse of the team and was able to get those guys playing at a, at a, at a you know at a, at a very high level. Um, you know Bryce Harper went down for about two months, so you know it was it yeah. was a it was a great run by them. It's cool to great see cool to see a team like I mean it kind of reminds me of like the Hawks two years ago when like mm-hmm. uh, they fired right. Nate Mc Nate no they fired um, no I can't remember who their coach was now, but then Nate, Nate McMillan took over. They obviously made their run to Eastern conference championship. Uh, Pierce Pierce. Lloyd Lloyd Pierce. Pierce. Okay. But that kind of gives me the same vibes of like a struggling team. You know, you fire, you fire your coach. And then, I mean, they didn't quite make it to the finals, but those Hawks did go to the Eastern conference finals and 
just kind of a cool thing. But um, I'm sure as a Philly fan, um, it's cool to see that happen. We don't know anything about championships in Minnesota, um, but we're, we're <laughs> hoping true, we're hoping at some point we can get there. Um, That's not true because I was at the World Series in I think it was 89. 80, 89, 89, yeah, 89? something like that. Late 90s, or late 80s. Yeah, it was 89 against uh, Atlanta. I was there. I was in the Metrodome up top, game seven. Um, so I did see that. Uh, so th- there are right. championships there. It's a couple championships there. <laughs> you might not have been born yet. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was not born yet. Um, and then the Lynx got their championships. And a quick note on the Lynx, they just the Lynx, signed yes. Cheryl Reeve, got a five-year contract extension which is the longest extension she's ever signed with minnesota um and obviously one of the greatest coaches of all time i'd have to i'd have to reach out to her like me some girls basketball you know yeah (laughs) anyways let's talk about the boys basketball team the men's basketball the boys basketball uh the minnesota timberwolves so so far we're five games in uh we're five and five it's felt worse than that but this the schedule as we talked about was that teams that the wolves were favored against they lost some of those games they faced a lot of adversity give me your biggest takeaway so far 10 games in of this wolf season well i think when we had our last conversation we talked about the first 10 i i think i was said seven and three Seven and three, eight and two would have been, you know, a great start because they're going to get into this next stretch uh, with some with some uh, pretty tough teams. Um, but you know, as you reflect back to preseason and the lack of time these guys had on the floor together in the preseason, um, what's going on or what has transpired so far is what you is what you expect. Um, you know, it's up and down. Um, you know, it's. You know, you're watching the games play and you're like, what are the teams doing? All right. They're trying to find Rudy and put Rudy into a ball screen city. I mean, he's in more ball screens and they're just trying to get open jump shots coming off that and get him away from the basket. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen them have some very strong, strong stretches. Um, you know, when Cat goes to the five, um, they've looked they've looked uh, pretty, pretty good Um, the ball movements been been a lot better but these things come with 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 playing together I mean again we said we're 10 games into it uh it can't be perfect um you know there's there's going to be some growing pains uh but it's 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 really what's the fix um you know what's what's really the fix uh you know I'm and I, I like what they're trying to do but of course I'm not a believer of those two bigs in there takes up some space sometimes, but I'm sure Finchie will figure it out. So I think at least I, and I think a lot of people underrated the aspect of them not playing together in the preseason and training camp. And just because of how quote unquote light that beginning schedule was. Um, so that's something that I think we underrated, but at the same time, a lot of the struggles in some of those early games were effort issues and it doesn't matter if you've ever played together or not. Effort is something that could and should be brought at all times. Lately, the last few games, it seemed like those issues have gotten a lot better. Against the Suns, obviously, they lost by nine, but the effort was a lot better there. The Suns were just a better team. Um, 
And it was just more schematic things that the Wolves struggled with. Same thing with the Bucs. The Bucs are probably the best team in basketball right now. It wasn't as much effort as it was just lack of shot making, all of those reasons. Um, effort was good against the Rockets. So hopefully the effort piece is being started to figure it out. And then you can kind of really get into the schematic changes that you need. Um, the one thing you, you kind of brought up was, was the ball screens are putting Rudy in. Rudy's still playing a drop scheme when he's in the, the game. Teams like the Suns are going to eat that alive when you have Chris Paul, Devin Booker. What I thought was interesting and other people have highlighted this before. And I never, I didn't think too much about it earlier in the year, but Carl Anthony Towns is having to navigate off ball screens a lot, pin downs, all of those screens on the wing, especially when like in the Suns game, Cam Johnson got screen after screen after screen after screen. And Cat's just one, he's not used to navigating screens. He's used to being the one guarding the screener. Two, he's just not built to navigate screens like that. So I wonder how many teams are going to do that a lot because we haven't seen it a lot yet. It's only been like those quote unquote really good teams, the Suns, the Bucks did it a little bit. Where, how often do we see that? Is it just those top tier teams doing it? And then how often will it matter? Like Cam Johnson's a really good shooter at the four. How many teams have a good enough shooter for it to matter that much? A lot of teams have good shooters at the four. A lot of teams don't. It'd be interesting to see how often that comes to be a problem because that's a big defensive issue I didn't necessarily think of uh, before we saw any action from these guys. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that you that you realize, you know, when you're when you're younger, um, you know, or when you're in college or whatever, guys, you know, bigs want to be guards and the guards always want to post up, you know. But then you realize, like, oh, post up, I might have to guard this big guy. This this is this isn't what what I'm made to do, and vice versa. And you put Carl out there on the out there on the perimeter, and he's chasing guys off of pin downs. I mean, that's not something he's not used to locking and trailing or or attacking and swimming and fighting through screens. Or you know, they just run a, a, a stagger where you're coming off two screens. So really, I, I think what's going to have to happen with that, it's going to have to be a lot of switching off of that. They're going to have yeah. to have. Um, the person who's man screen is going to have to switch up, switch up on that and, and help out because in a, in a, in a perfect world, it'd be easier for Carl to guard the guy in the post than it would be him coming off that screen. So switching into that r- would really help. Uh, one of the things I also noticed watching them, it's, and this is probably, you know, where, where you talk about the effort um, transition defense in the NBA is really, really hard right now. Um, yeah. And that, and the reason I say that is because back in, you know, when I've played that first big always ran to the rim, he was a rim runner. Right. Um, so he's running down there. So first guys down is picking him up. You're able to switch, switch off onto that, get your matchups back. Now these guys are running to the three, they're running to the three and they're shooting threes. And, you know, the, the, the bigs are trailing to a, a trail three, the, the kickback. You know, you're collapsing the defense and they're kicking out for threes, extra pass for threes. And it's, it's just really, really hard. And I think sometimes when you when you I was watching the Wolves play last week, that transition defense was getting them. And it's when they look like they were like stuck, like, well, how does that guy so wide open? Right. And that's where that frustration gets come sometimes where they look like the effort's not there or guys are out of position. They don't know what's going on. You know, it's that transition catching them, trying to get those quick scores. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that part of that's effort. Part of that just, it's, it's going to be hard with, especially the personnel you have out there. If you're not the quickest team, um, just being able to get back. I never really thought about that, but I mean, really you got, if you have one defender going down and it's two on one, well, you know, it used to be they're both going to the rim and then you just kind of try to <laughs> dive off. Now it's okay. Do you just stick at the rim? Then it's wide open the corner. Do you go out to the corner? All of a sudden it's a pass fake and he's right at the rim. I, it'll be tough. It'll be something they have to navigate. Oh yeah. That's, and that's a lot, a lot of work. It's a lot of work back to the point about cat getting screened. Cause you brought up the switching thing. I wonder if the wolves would try to pre switch anything where cat will guard the screener. If it is say cam Johnson, say the person screening for him was Mikhail bridges. Mm-hmm. Do you put cat on bridges and you put Edwards or whoever on Johnson. And then if bridges does come set that screen now, cat is already ready to switch on. He doesn't have to fight through that screen. And now he's on his matchup. We've seen pre-switches happen. They, I mean, teams have done it against cat. They've, they've put someone or on ant or whatever. They've put Mikhail bridges on the screener so that when they switch now, Mikhail's on, on ant. I wonder if they'll do any of that to try to combat cat fighting through screens or if other teams would figure that out too quickly and it just wouldn't be a profitable thing. Well, I, I think it's I think it's easier it's easiest to um, pre-screen or, or set yourself up for pre-switch um, when you're in a half-court set and you and you and you understand that you're you're set there you're you're, you're in that position that it just that it happens that they're calling a play with Phoenix and a lot of teams now there's so much action going on um, you know and it's you know it's in transition they they may they may have a few different um, options out of their transition where guys are moving, guys are setting screens. And like you just said, you, you, you put Cat on a, a Bridges, a Bridges and a Johnson to me are, pre- are pretty much like the same player. Um, you're setting that screen down, Cat switching. Trust me, Mikel Bridges is popping. He's right. going to pop for that, for that three still. Um, and then when the ball gets reversed to him, he's probably going to try to drive Cat off the, off the dribble. So then you get, you get put into, you get put into, to, um, scrambling on defense which which sometimes just gets the defense all 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 scattered and guys are making shots yeah and that can be that can be confusing yeah so exactly they probably won't see that as much and maybe bridges and johnson weren't the best examples for that as they are oh no no i'm just i'm just saying you have so many players now in the nba you know especially you know we we say you know cat of four a lot of fours can shoot the ball now a lot of guys a lot of guys can just flat out Shoot. And if they're not making it, they're not going to stop taking it. I mean, we've right. seen this. <laughs> so, you know, guys are going to shoot the ball. You, you have to know personnel. Um, you know, you got to really be into the scouting report. Um, you got to really be into um, whatever the, the sets are in, 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 your, in your game plan. And you have to be able to make sure that you execute the game plan. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the Wolves figure that part out. Because that's, like I said before, one of the biggest defensive issues that probably wasn't being talked about before we saw the wolves play any basketball. Um, so the wolves did win on Saturday. Uh, they beat the Rockets, a young Rockets team. You had a front row seat, didn't you? Yeah. The Rockets were not, (laughs) the Rockets are not a good basketball team. They got a lot of talented players, but it's a lot of inexperienced, talented players. It's a lot of guys that 
don't play defense. A lot of um, athletes. A lot, a lot of, of young, young athletes. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., phenomenal athletes. And, I mean, they can get it going, and they're good basketball players. They were also missing a couple guys. Jabari Smith wasn't out there. Um, a couple other their players weren't able to go. So they were a little undermanned, too. But they're just – I mean, they have the worst record in the league. They're one of the right. worst teams. They're It's obvious they're not, like, trying to win this season. They're just trying to get experience. Um, so whatever they got the win, the wolves, my biggest concern was that the wolves wouldn't give the energy and that the rockets would run them out of the gym. As we've seen with the spurs, uh, the thunder Mm -hmm. tried to do that with them too. Um, so they played well, Rudy Gobert was not in that game. Now post game, Chris Finch said that Rudy's absence had nothing to do with, with the ball movement being better, anything like that. I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but I kind of get what he's saying. Um, but I think when you replace Gobert with Kyle Anderson, it's impossible to say the ball movement's not going to be better because Anderson's a ball mover that adds one ball mover and subtracts. I don't want to say Rudy's just like, he's not dominating the ball, but when he gets the ball, it's usually in a spot either where he's setting a screen and, and handing it off or he's down low. So that does stall possessions a little more. Um, I'm interested to see one. I don't know how long Gobert will be out, but maybe the wolves can figure out some of their ball movement issues while he's out. And then maybe it'll be easy to insert him into it. And he can kind of find his role. Or I wonder if it'll be tough because once he comes in, he'll kind of be a ball stopper in a sense when he's back and we won't know until he's back, but we can kind of guess what it's going to look like. (laughs) Yeah, it's, that's hard. That's, that's a hard one. I think, you know, um, we have to give Rudy uh, some time to adjust um, to, I mean, I don't think, I didn't watch Utah play as much. I don't think Utah did as much ball movement. You know, they had more dominant ball with, with Mitchell handling the ball. A lot of ball. pick and roll. A lot Spread of pick, pick and, roll and roll stuff. Over and over and he's and just over. rolling. Yeah. So Rudy is really learning how to play um, a different, a different role. Um, I, I don't think he'll, he'll struggle with it. I just want to see him expand his game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, this is what they're, what they're really asking him to do is to expand his game, getting into dribble handoffs, handling the ball more out in the perimeter. Um, I see he took a three the other night um, when yeah. he played. So, um, <laughs> you know, shooting jumpers. Um, it's something that it takes a while. Um, I can think back years and years ago, dating myself again, but when I was coaching at Rio Grande Valley and we had Hassan Whiteside, he first came in there. He was like, I'm not shooting threes. I don't know all this, this rebound. Well, through the year, he learned by the end of the season that he was, he was playing very well. Um, you know, we ended up winning that year. And it's another thing. It's just, has to grow. It has to be repetition, repetition with Rudy. He has to see it on film, um, you know, try to fix it. Um, everyone has to see themselves on film, how they're playing together um, and, 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 and try to help each other. Uh, right. You know, I, I think it's, again, 10 games in, um, still got 72 games in the regular season, still a long season. I think that's the biggest point. Like, it's a long year. The Boston Celtics were like oh, last, last year. year questioned 
should we trade Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Can this duo work? And they were in the finals. Like, right. it's a, I'm not saying that the Wolves seems right. to make I the totally finals. understand what you're saying. There's a lot of time to figure things out. And they're not even like, they're five and five. It's not like we're two and eight. Like they're, they, they've gotten some wins. We've seen stretches of it looking good. We've seen a lot of stretches of it looking really bad too, but it's not like they're out of it. They're not sitting drastically far out of a playoff picture. There's still 72 games, like so much can happen. And, and the biggest thing to me is the worry that's been coming from the fan base. I, I can get concerns, but like the doomsday that it's too early for that. And I'm not saying well, it couldn't potentially get there, but right now it's just way too early. Well, I, I think, I think the expectations from the fans are, are so high. Um, yeah. You know, they, you know, again, you know, teams look at, you know, who are we playing tonight? Oh, we should win this game. Well, again, they're professionals. Right. <laughs> These guys are professionals. And most times when you're, I mean, San Antonio came out, came out hard, fast, um, went out. I think they started five and one um, so, since. I think they might be 0 and 3 since. They might be like five and four now. But they caught a lot of people off guard because they played together early where other right. teams didn't play together and they were, they were able to run their stuff and, and to be able to take advantage of, of different situations. Whereas, you know, I always say, I look at these teams that Sixers, another team, teams are losing early, didn't play their guys in the preseason. Then all of a sudden, you know, now you're five and five or four and four and people are like, yo, so, you know, is the coach getting fired or whatever? Relax. Right. Takes takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of time, but you can't get too far behind the eight ball. Right. And that's why I think it's good that the Wolves still are five and five. They're not incredibly, you know, far behind. I think it's just a big adjustment. The, the schemes defensively, you're playing two different schemes when, when you have different personnel on the floor, which some teams that's a common thing, but for a team like the Wolves last year, where most of this roster played one way, 90% of the season, it's, it's a hard adjustment. And right. you're adjusting to a whole nother person on the court. You're trying to cats playing a whole different position, mm -hmm. like on both sides of the ball. And, and he's trying to navigate that. Plus I don't think cat is a hundred percent yet after his illness. I think he, maybe he's getting close now, but those first few games, he, <clears throat> he didn't know how to play at the weight he was at. He didn't look, <laughs> he didn't look as comfortable and he's kind of got his footing that way too. Um, so I'm not doomsdaying this back to my point about Rudy Gobert. I don't think it's, I don't think that all of a sudden the, the ball movement was better just cause he was gone. I think it was, it was tuned up a little bit, but, but seriously, like you, he's not the one bringing the ball up the floor. Like D'Angelo Russell is a mm -hmm. culprit of that. Anthony Edwards guys just, they need to build that trust with each other and know that you move the ball, the ball's going to come back to you eventually. And, and you just have to trust the ball movement. And we have some really good people, Jordan McLaughlin, Kyle Anderson, really good at that. They know the ball is coming back. They're not worried about it. Um, it's just trying to get that consistent mindset with Ant and, and D'Lo. One, one of the things I noticed or I thought of, and it, was, it wasn't the ball movement, the ball movement. It was the spacing, the spacing on the floor. I mean, you know, we always say, you know, Offense is spacing and spacing is offense, you know, and it's just, it's just how you, it's how you do it. And I think early on there was a, there was times where the, the, the lane was getting clogged. People just weren't, weren't getting out with when you had Kat mm -hmm. and Rudy on the floor together. Um, I think 
when you have the, 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 the five that started on Saturday, the five that will start tonight, I, I think Rudy's still out. Yeah. Um, the spacing, the, the spacing is, is so much, it's so much better. These guys are, are wide open. You're getting driving lanes. You're able to create passing lanes and make those extra passes where the passing really does matter. Um, but I think we have to, they have to really look at the spacing, get guys spaced out behind the three, give guys room to operate um, in the middle of the floor. I think Ant will get his, his numbers go up. I think D'Angelo's Russell's go D'Angelo's numbers go up with that spacing. And these guys are able, you have to get these guys with their strengths where they're able to play downhill and in some open space. Yeah. And I think the wolves, like this was maybe before the last game or maybe before two games ago, um, Dane Moore covers the team and he had set found the wolves are 25th and pick and roll um, frequency. So there are only five teams are running less pick and roll than the wolves. Then, the wow. wolves ran more pick and roll last year Wonder why. before Gobert. I'm, I think, I mean, it's been a big emphasis to get Gobert. I mean, Chris Finch has been saying like, he's a more versatile player than, than just a pick and roll guy. Um, but he struggled. He struggled to, you know, be that guy um, catching the ball in the post. And that's just not his game. He's not a, not a real post-up player. Um, so I hope that it becomes a more frequent thing and that they they use it more often because I think a pick and roll is a great way to create spacing because you're using the, the thing that Rudy's really good at and putting him into that area on offense. And then you have everybody else spaced around him. And it's not to say he can't do a dribble handoff every now and then or he can't post someone up if he's got a big size advantage, but... It, there was a lot of force feeding to Rudy at the beginning of the year, and it's kind of gone down a little bit. But I think we need to see more of that pick and roll. It's his biggest strength, and I, I don't think they've been tapping into that enough. I would be tapping into it a lot more. Yeah, I think sometimes when you get guys and you're trying to get them to do some things they're not comfortable with, it's, it, they, really look, they really look bad at the beginning. You're going to find it out with your team. <laughs> <laughs> this year, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get them. You're gonna be thinking of some things they should do, and it's gonna look bad. Right. But you gotta stick with it. You know, you right. gotta you have to you know stick with Rudy looking bad right now because it's it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. Mm-hmm. And if you, if they get him to a point where he's able, um, you know, to to get into some pick and roll situations, or he's able to run the offense that they're running, where he's hand, dribble handoffs. And facing up some, I think it'll come. You know, it's just ha- he has to get comfortable doing it. And again, putting all these guys on the floor, game one, you know, maybe I think what they play one preseason game together. Yeah, only one. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's it's hard. I mean, it's it's really, really, really hard. And these games count. You know, those preseason games don't count. Yeah. Did you see? Have you seen anything that you've really liked or you were impressed by with this team so far? I, I can go first. I've thought the connection between Towns and Gobert passing wise, specifically from Towns to Gobert has been pretty good. Cat's thrown some, some good lobs to Gobert. He's found him um, quite a few times uh, down low. And that's been something I've thought, I've always thought Cat was a good passer. He's tried to be too flashy at times, but I've always thought he, he saw the floor pretty well. Um, and he's been passing out of his double teams decently well. He's been quicker at it than he was last season. 
So that's been something that encouraged me um, so far. Yeah, I actually have seen um, Cats passing, and I was actually I knew he could pass the ball, but um, he made some passes in the game. I was I can't remember which game it was. I was watching last week, and I was like, "Ooh, I think it was like three three quick assists in the first quarter." And I was like, "Okay, Cat, um, you know, some good passing there." I was I've been shocked at Nas Reed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Last time we talked, I said Nas is most likely to get traded, right? Oh my! I, I, I mean, it was an exhibition game. Nas went bon- bonkers. Um, yeah. You know, I remember. And then watching him, he's playing with confidence. Um, he's playing hard. Do you watch um, a Bucks game? He's, he's making. I did. I, I'm watching it. I'm. I'm in it. Nas was impressed. He went at. He went at Giannis a couple times. Got the better of him. He had some. He had some bad defensive possessions on Giannis, but he also had some really good defensive possessions on Giannis. He's been Nas Reed has been. He's I mean, been. we've he's every year it's like ah, uh, Nas like good player, whatever. And then every year it's just a step higher and higher. And this year he's been really really good. Um, it's he's been important too. Kyle Anderson went out. He played. He's played a lot of a lot of power forward minutes. And yeah, he I thought he's. he's- he Go hasn't ahead. looked incredibly out of place either, which no. has been impressive because defensively he's struggled a lot. You know, the only thing he's really been good at is blocking shots so far in his, his career, but he's, he's looked pretty good um, defensively. I mean, as good, a lot better than we assumed he would have looked. Is how oh yeah. He's look, I mean, he's looked good on both ends of the court to me, getting up at the court, uh, conf, playing with confidence, shooting the ball, rebounding the ball, um, you know, saw him do, do some things. I was like, Whoa, I didn't know he could do that. Um, so he's been, he's been impressive. Um, you know, Ant's been up and down a little bit, um, you know, his, you know, but that's, again, he's trying to figure the game out with the pieces on the court. It's like, you know, sometimes it's just, it takes a little longer because you're just like looking and you're like, well, that lane looks jammed. That guy's not open, you know, just what do I do? Then it it will come with him. It will come with him. Did you know uh, that? Did you know that his dunk in the first quarter last night? His or, first dunk? That was his first dunk on Saturday, yeah. First dunk of the year. I saw that. I was like, wow. That was uh, – Not even I a transition kind of, dunk yet or anything. So he got two then, but I was Yeah, surprised. I was kind of surprised by that. I was surprised by that. I didn't yeah. – I, I mean, it wasn't he something He had some that, in the preseason, but it was just the regular season he hadn't yet, which, I mean, it is. The, the lane has been a busier place. Rudy has been down there more often than than – um cat was last year so it's been an adjustment for him um but it seemed like that first dunk just watching him mm-hmm. it was very intentional that when he went up he could have laid it up but when he went up he's like i'm just dunking this one to prove to people like i can still dunk don't worry about <laughs> it like because he did he got some questions about it um oh, the game okay. before and and he said you know it's just it, there's a lot more people there than it's than he's been used to so yeah that uh, I don't think it was a big issue, but it was that was something that I was like, oh, that's interesting, but it made sense at the same time. Yeah, when I when I saw that that was his first dunk, I was I was kind of shocked by it, especially ten games in. I mean, yeah, you know, not this even guy didn't is, give a breakaway dunk or yeah, anything. this guy's this guy's somebody who you know attacks the rim with variety. He's, he's so vicious when he attacks the rim, and to not attack the rim, but again. The spacing, spacing yeah. is the most important thing. Guys aren't going to force force things if if the driving lanes aren't there. Yeah, and like I said, he's he's kind of played 
I think his shot selection overall has been improved from last year. I don't think he's been forcing as much. Um, he is shooting a lot of threes, but at the same time, like he's now he's making, you know, 37% of them. And, and that's a respectable amount when you're taking eight a game, like he's making, he's making a solid amount of them. So I haven't really been worried about, um, his shot selection as much as I was last year. Have you, he's about, he's due, he's due for a breakout, big breakout game. I feel when maybe it's tonight, big breakout game. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. He's going for 40 sometime soon. I, yeah, that's what it, yeah, exactly. um, Yeah. But yeah, I think he's played, he's been up and down, but I mean, he's leading the team in scoring like 23 points per game. Um, He's rebounded the ball pretty well. Five rebounds a game. They, the Wolves need has been a big issue too. They've been getting killed on the defensive. They've been giving up defensive rebound or offensive rebounds to the other team. So, I mean, Rudy's grabbing 14 a game, but it's just like the guards, especially at the beginning of the year, just weren't battling for those rebounds. Um, and, and Gobert is great at grabbing boards in his area, but he can't I grab was, every board. A lot of right. them are out of his zone. So uh, they've needed more of that. Ants kind of stepped up in that category. So that's been nice to see. Yeah, a lot of threes being shot now, a lot of long rebounds. Now, Rudy will definitely clean up everything around the basket, mm-hmm. um, you know, but can't depend on him to get everything. You know, guys have to guys have to get in there and, and get a little dirty themselves. Yeah. And I think with him coming over, a lot of guys thought, well, I mean, this is what he's this dude does. It. He's, yeah. he's going to get the rebound, man. This is it's what he does. Go get the rebounds, you know. It's <laughs> the one thing defensively that I kind of wanted to talk about, it seems like the Wolves – even when they're in the drop scheme, the wing defenders are playing like last year when they know they don't have that rim protector behind them. And I think they need to trust go that go bears back there a little bit more and get up, fight over screens a little bit more, get up into um, their guys more on the right. wing because they know they got go bear back there. And that's a mindset thing too. Cause when go bears not out there, you can't be that, that aggressive with it because you do have to recover quicker because when cat's in the game, he's up at the level, but I think they need to trust when Gobert's in the game that he's got that better. And all they need to do is even if their guy gets by him, stick with them, help with the rear view contest and let Gobert Gobert take the rim protection part of it. Um, and it's, that seemed to get a little bit better the last couple of games, but it's something they'll definitely need to keep working on. Yeah, and, and again, all of these schemes, doing different things, guys, you know, coming from different teams, learning new schemes, new rotations, uh, playing with, you know, two bigs. Um, I don't know if any of those guys that are there right now have really ever played with two bigs. Bryn, um, Bryn Forbes is the only one, but he's not playing oh, right, much. Right, he played yes. with Giannis and Lopez. But other than that, yeah, all these guys are used to – I mean, most of them are used to cat, you know, they played with cat for years and then, I mean, Torian Prince has kind of bounced around, but right. when he was in like Cleveland, it was one big when he was in Atlanta, it was one big. So yeah, nobody's really used to it mostly because it's not a, it doesn't happen a lot around the league. Right. It's not something that's, yeah, that we see anymore. Um, you know, it was back when I played David Robinson, Tim Duncan, you know, so, right. but again, you have to fit, you're trying to figure this out, trusting each other. You know, it's the trust factor too. you know, like, 
oh, I know I'm supposed to be here, but am I trusting that somebody else is there? Once they start trusting each other, get on the same page, you know, I don't know how much practice time they're getting right now. Right. Um, no, that's, that's when things will start coming together. But again, it's, it's through repetition over and over and over again. Um, you know, and you're going to have stretches where it looks good. You're going to have stretches where it looks bad. Um, and then hopefully we have more good than bad. Yeah. And I think, let me ask you this. If you had to put on a scale of one to 10 where your worry factor is or like, your, like let's say this, scale of one to 10, what's your confidence level that the Wolves will figure this out and be a team that can win 50 regular season games, 48, 50, somewhere around that, your confidence level, 10 being extra. I got you. I got you. Seven, five. (laughs) I think I would be around. Yeah. Probably a seven to an eight. So somewhere in there too. I, and mostly a lot of it has to do with a lot of times talent just wins in the NBA. Like, Right. Talent usually gets figured out to be successful in the regular season. And I think they have a coach that has enough in his bag to like figure out something that will make them successful. Now, when it comes to playoffs, I'm more worried about it not working in the playoffs than I am in the regular season. Cause that's when you can really hunt out those things like screening cat more often on the wing and, and that type of stuff. Um, but for the yeah, most because- part, yeah, because in the playoffs, it comes down, it comes down to a possessions game. It's not, yeah. it's the, the, the pace and the up and down is not the same. So that's, that's another thing that they'll have going uh, for themselves is once you get into that run, you know, it's, it's, it's about knowing each other, playing a few games. Um, the transition, the transition offense becomes less and it becomes more of a half court game. Yeah. And, but flip side, it will teams can key in on what the wolves are doing a little bit more when they are going to play them for four five, six, seven games versus True. when you're playing them. If the bucks are coming to town on a random Tuesday and they just played on Monday, like, yeah, they got a game plan, but they're not going to go as deep when you know you're, this is your opponent for at least four games. That's when you, they really dive into figuring right. out what are their weaknesses? How are we going to target this? So but I never thought about your point too. The game does slow down in, in the playoffs, which defensively I think helps this Wolves team. Yes. Offensively depends well, on how to figure out that half court offense. That's, but, <laughs> that's um, where that comes in. Theoretically, if you do lean into more pick and roll, that should help your offense also. Um, with yeah, I'm shocked that they're. Not, I'm shocked that they're not running a lot of pick and roll. I'm shocked yeah. that they're not running more. Um, it's really hard to run in an open offense with two bigs you know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, guys are doing things they're not used to doing. Um, but I, I have, I have a lot of confidence in it's in Finchie. Um, he's sitting, he's sitting down at night, like trying to figure this, figure this out, you know, cause as coaches and you know, this coaching, you, you're going to tweak things every day, every hour. Every time you look at something, you're going to watch practice, you're going to watch film. You're going to start tweaking things, trying to make it, trying to make it make sense, not just for you, but for your players. Um, and it's, it's what happens. Uh, you know, sometimes the first go just doesn't work. Uh, we got to, yeah. we got to flip it up, run with something else. Yeah. And I, and like you said, I got the confidence in Finch too. I think he's, I think he'll figure it out. 
Anything else you want to talk about these first 10 games going forward? Like we said, they are going into a tougher stretch here with the, I mean, the Knicks are so-so, but then they got the Suns, Grizzlies, Cavs. Those are three of the best teams in basketball right now. Um, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. Really good, Cavs, Cavs are good. Really good. Oh, Donovan Mitchell's been They're playing physical. really physical, well. Physical, fast. They're really good. Long. They got um, the two big lineup too, but theirs is a little different because Mobley's so mobile. Mobile. <laughs> Mobley is mobile. Yes. That, and Jared that Allen. Helps. And Jared. And Jared Allen is just, you know, he just, he knows his role and he, yeah. he, he plays it, uh, he plays it well. And they and played just, together just, last year. Yes. Yes. Which helps. I just want to, I just want to see the Wolves, you know, you know, plug away. Um, you know, like I said, see what Finch, see what they come up with tonight because Knicks, right? Yep. Knicks tonight. Another, another pretty much small team. Especially with Mitchell Robinson's out too. It, so. Yeah, you know, it's just there's a team that's going to spread the floor. Um, Jalen Brunson's going to drive the ball and pivot and try to kick out for threes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so again, it's one of those games. The defense is going to be important, um, but I think it's a game that they that we should win there uh, with no problem. Yeah, I think so too. Well, Doug, I think that's all I got. Um, like we said, the Wolves are if they come out of here and they they two wins of against like the Suns, Grizzlies, um, Cavs. I mean, then people are going to be really confident about what's going on. Right. And it'll be interesting to see how long Rudy's out too. And like what that all brings into the equation. Hopefully he comes back. Um, I think the, the NBA's rules on it are kind of weird, but I think like, cause he has COVID we're pretty sure. Um, the rules I think are like after 10 days, they can come back regardless of if they're testing negative. Um, so I think the most he'd be out is 10 days. And then if he's feeling well, like if he's not feeling well, he might have to get his, his strength and his, his lungs back. But so I don't know, shouldn't be a, an extended length of time, but it, it probably is going to be a few games. 10 days, 10 days is a long time in the NBA. Yeah. That's five games. <laughs> 10 days is a long time in the NBA. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully he's doing, he's doing well and he'll be okay. Uh, get back out here. Um, 10 days is a long time though, but it's already been four days. Right. So he's still got so, six. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, another week. Another All right. week. Well, All right, brother. Thanks for making the time. Um, fans, you can uh, catch all Doug's tweets that Doug tweets once a, once a month <laughs> or so on Twitter. Um, but anyways, thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Ben and Line. Uh, I'm Brendan Hedke. He's Doug West. And we'll be back soon. Peace out. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.